Welcome back to the Unaxed Opinion, and it is officially training camp season, and we're finally getting to see the 2021 NFL draft picks play with their respective teams. I have 10 players that I think are going to be game changers in this year's league, so stay tuned on episode three for the Unaxed Opinion. Welcome back to the Unaxed Opinion, where I give my opinion that nobody really asked me, but I'm going to give it anyway. This time, guys, we're going into training camps. I'm so excited to see all the picks play with their respective teams. It's going to be a great season this year. I can just, I can feel it deep down in me, you guys. I chose 10 players. Um, one of them, you know, we're going to give an honorable mention just because we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. But thank you guys for joining me again. Let's go ahead and, you know, get started into this. You know, let's not get the anticipation building and stuff. I want to see what you guys think of my 10 picks. So this is how it's going to go down, you guys. I'm going to give you 10 players, each from different rounds, each having different stats, and what I think they will do for the team. Now, you know, we all are going to have different opinions, but this is my next opinion, and I'm just giving y'all what I know, what I've researched, what I think is going to be good. So let's go ahead and get started, and we're going to start off with number one. Also number one in the 2021 NFL draft pick, we have Trevor Lawrence coming in as QB, coming from Clemson, and now playing for the Jackson Jaguars. A little background for reference, guys. Trevor Lawrence was playing for the Clemsons as their starting QB, having an amazing arm, very, very known for that, and being reliable. His passing game was incredible. He was mostly reliable in the LSU game, rushing 49 yards with a touchdown, concluding a 25-game win streak as a starter. He also led his team into a Fiesta Bowl and was one of the Heisman finalists in 2020. Very efficient in passing, you guys. It's going to be great for the Jackson Jaguars as they have other players that are in my top 10 that are going to help him with these completions now the only thing about trevor lawrence of course he's new and he's competing for his spots but right now in training camp he has a 79 percent completion however we can't give him all this completion because they're not able to play full defense requested upon coach myers but right now he is one of the favorites between the other two competing qbs and he has over a percentage of them Minshew 72% while throwing in the passing yards and also Bethryard at 75%. But you also have key players that he's going to be working with, Timo, who is their new tight end, which is having some iffy trouble hand problems since practice now that they're going in. But it shouldn't be a problem for them once starts. And Timo, he's a veteran, been in there 10 years. I think him and Trevor Lawrence are going to be a good, good matchup. Now, the only thing that I believe... Trevor Lawrence is going to be really, really good at is pulling up from them double divot deficits. If you didn't know, Jaguars went one in 15, fourth overall in the AFC, and they mostly lost all their games because of double digits. Trevor Lawrence is known for his dramatic comebacks and his great elite passing arm. He's going to make those plays. He has the right receivers to do it, got the offense to do it. We hope to see more of them and how they're going to perform in this two days practice as they had a bye on Monday. Next, guys, we have the most recent Heisman winner, the wide receiver for Alabama, Devontae Smith, number 10 in the overall first-round draft pick. 
we know Devontae Smith gave his best performance in the championship game this past year in Alabama, coming out of the third quarter, but also having the best receiving yards and the best touches to have a touchdown, including that. He's also been great since a freshman as well, winning also championship touchdowns. So he's going to be very, very good when it comes to bottom of the line. We got to make these passes. He's very familiar with another Alabama wide receiver, Julio Jones, who is able to make those game changing plays. Footwork has been incredible this season, also in training cramps as well. However, he just suffered a sprained MCO, missing two to three weeks of practice. But before then, his speed and technique were admirable. His coach thinks they're going to be able to start him. He's going to make impactful plays this season. And a quick reminder, the Philadelphia Eagles went 9-7, topping the NFC East. They can also increase this record with Devontae Smith as he's able to make those incredible passes, impossible passes off the sideline. With more strength and more footwork, and after he's able to come back, he's going to be one of the most effective players that the Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers might have had in a long time. This next pick, guys. We didn't know what was going on, what the Falcons were thinking, but we have Kyle Pitts, the tight end for the Falcons, coming as the third pick of the first round in the overall draft. He used to play for Florida. And what an explosive tight end is he. He has made history being one of the tight ends to be chosen in top five of the NFL draft for a very long time. But we can see why because of his versatility. You can literally put Kyle Pitts anywhere and he's going to make that play. Kyle Pitts has always been great offensively, becoming one of the top receivers for Florida. He went over 100 plus yards in the 2019 season and 43 receptions. He's always been able to make plays. He can get the mismatches. He spots opportunities and he's very strong. In Alabama and Florida, he went over 40 yards to catch, splitting two defenders. And with Florida and Georgia, he had a head over catch, one defender tackle, and he was first in 10 yards from the goal. What more do you need to say about Kyle Pitts? He's clutching everything that you put him in. And one of the main things that we need as Falcons, the Falcons are known to always have these offensive line leaders. You have Hurst, you got Koo, you got Ridley, and adding Kyle Pitts is going to make their offense more dominant. Of course, you know, with our offensive line, it's always hard to get in that end zone, you guys. We always freeze. Our end zone percentage is less than 10% that we're going to make it on a fourth and one. And usually we have to kick a field goal. But with adding this, we have more chances to get in the end zone than punting it away. Next, you guys, we have another Alabama favorite, Nigel Harris, coming in as 24th pick, first round draft to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alabama always breeds top prospects, man. It never fails. Offensively, he pushes for first downs, best defense in the league, running through defensive players when he was playing at Alabama. He had a great touchdown responsibility in his senior year. He had 25 attempts, running for 1,466 yards, 26 touchdowns, you guys, and 425 receiving. Now, according to Roethlisberger, he is constantly wanting to do better in camp. 
He's always going for the extra play. He's always working on his footwork. And surprisingly, he is splitting defenders left and right during practice. He is able to make plays out of no plays, which is going to be a key defensive position when it comes to the Steelers. They were able to get stopped on a lot of thirds and on a lot of fourth downs that held them from gaining as many points as they needed. And with Najee Harris, he's going to be able to run up their running game a lot more with Ross Butter as he's getting old, you know, you guys, his throwing arm is it's not as good as it used to be. He's not really a Tom Brady, you guys. He doesn't get better with age, but he is still a champion. And he can still be able to make those goals. So with this double duo, looking to see a lot from them during this season. You guys, for my fifth pick, we got something from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Joe Tryon, an offensive linebacker first round draft pick number 32 he used to go to washington and interesting enough he was redshirted his freshman year and he still had a slow start in 2018 he only started two games you guys what is going on but has some clutch tackles against oregon state even though they lost 27 to 30 but they won their colorado win 13 to 17 in 2019 he had seven tackles in a sack versus alabama one stop in the las vegas bowl in their win over boys state however sophomore year he would go early for the draft so guys this man has been out of pads for two years and the tampa bay bucks decided to take a chance on him He's proved himself working. He's able to create holes within the pocket against the linemen, very efficient during their scrimmages. He's able to get through the offensive linemen and to create those plays getting to the quarterback. This man is actually looking pretty deadly for the Steelers. Also, he'll be a great impact in addition to Antonio Brown, Rob Kukowski, Devin White, Shaquille Barrett. The line goes on and on with these type of players it might be a little bit challenging to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again as they are the reigning champions but this was a great addition and a great risk for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to take here I go guys with my sixth pick my cornerback from Georgia Tyson Campbell who will now be playing with Trevor Lawrence on the Jackson Jaguars he was 32nd overall in the second draft he was highly thought of as a number two defensive back nationally and number 11 overall prospect nationally back in high school 2018 was his big start guys 11 out of 14 games finished with 45 stops one pass breakup a forced fumble recover and return versus Missouri but guys that's not all he played 9 of 14 games in 2019 but with the injury he couldn't play anymore but came back with a second career touchdown of 45 stops four breakups as his season high guys this man is a beast looking at when he played in Georgia looking at him in training camps now if this man sees you he's coming to get you when he has his eyes on a target that's what he wants you guys and that's what he's going for He's a force to be reckoned with, guys. He can force you to make them fumbles. He can force you to have interceptions. He can force you to do whatever you want. And this is key while playing for the Jackson Jaguars. They're kind of a new team with old dogs, if you get what I'm saying. A lot of new players, a lot of highly looked at prospects with a couple of veterans, you know. But it's going to take a lot for this Jackson team to live up to the height that they're all planning to be. Jackson really needs this defensively. You already heard their record, 1-15. They need all the stops. They need all the interceptions. They need all the pass breakups that they can get. He's going to be heavy in the QB, guys. But they already got a lot of people in there. Jay Henderson, Sidney John, Trey Hendon. 
it's going to be a lot to try to kind of fit him where he needs to be as a cornerback. But overall, I see him starting amongst these other great cornerbacks and also taking control and doing more of the work. Edu Tukumbo Dejewe comes in as a linebacker for the Falcons from Notre Dame, but he used to play defensive end, coming in as the 182nd pick, fifth round, guys. Yes, I had to go up there because, you know, players are not always just good in the first three rounds. You got to go to that fifth round, and it's just surprising to me that the Falcons decided to choose a linebacker. But, you know, they can need help of the defense all that they need, you guys, because our defense is terrible. We are terrible in the fourth quarter. We are not a second-half team. We crumble, having double-digit deficits. We just can't get there, guys. A kicker can't do it. We lost a lot of mats. We got Koo. Koo's pretty good, you know, a little 80% overall from the kicking from the field goal range, so we're pretty good at that. But with this player as linebacker, I can kind of see this going somewhere. OG Dinway actually made a lot of stops, but however, didn't see the field as 2016. He was redshirted as a freshman. Sophomore year, he appeared about five games, still had a slow start. Junior year, 13 games, 22 total tackles, three tackles for a loss, one breakup pass, and this man is known for his quarterback hurries. He had five quarterback hurries in 2019 and two more when he was playing Louisville, Boston College, and Stanford also having forced fumbles against those games, too. In grad season, he averaged 1.5 to 2 tackles per game. Not too bad, guys, but I can understand why he was 182nd. He's not very good with his hands. He needs a little bit more work when it comes to his feet. Looking at him when it comes to practices and when it comes to training camps, he's not bad, guys. He's growing. He's really big up top, so he has a lot of force. He's very strong. He's going to hit you head on. But if you can't get your feet there before your player gets there, what really good are you to stop all these men from running from us? Also to get these quarter V hurries. Now I do have faith in him when it comes to looking scary and rushing the passers. He's going to be great for that. But he has no career interceptions and not much of loss of yardage either when playing. So him looking scary is not just all we need for the Atlanta Falcons defense, guys. We got to get more than that. He's a wild card. 80 tackles for a career season solo, six for his fumbles, 13 sacks, most for 17 tackles for loss in his college career, guys. He's up in the air. Whether we can use him or not, it's going to depend on the rest of these training camps, which you guys will find out more when I go this Saturday. I'm super, super excited. Other than that, he's a little slow, but I feel like the Falcons can build him. If they build him for his lower body to match his upper body and strength this man might be scarier than what i'm making him seem any stops that we can take i'll take it you guys i know this song got a little personal but the falcons are really heavy in my heart and just having that missed 2017 season of the super bowl and back in 2014 2013 we were playing against the 49ers and that missed call on Julio Jones at the touchdown line, guys. It's never sat right with me. So I need the Falcons to pick up on their defense and their offense. And with these two players that I just named, they might just have a chance to make it into the playoffs this season. I don't know. Coming in at number eight for me, guys, if you haven't heard of Caden Stern as a safety, let me tell you, me looking at him and researching him, this man is going to be a big difference 
for the Broncos. Coming in from Texas as a safety, the 152 pick, fourth round overall, Caden Stern as a freshman, you guys, 2018. He was freshman of the year, guys. First team, all big 12. By his freshman year, he started all 13 games, four interceptions. Let me repeat, four interceptions, 62 tackles, 46 of them his own, three tackles for a loss, one sack, four breakup passes, and a blocked kick. And this was all from his freshman year. This man just keeps going, and by his junior year in 2020, 52 sacks, 30 of them solo, 1.5 tackles for a loss, one interception, three pass breakups. He concludes his regular season after that just to go ahead and enter the draft. This man has the ability to attack defensively. You will not see him coming, and I promise you this is going to be great for the Broncos. They had a little bit of a rocky season, but they needed this on their defense to be able to make those stops, to be able to make those plays, to get those turnovers. They were really bad for turnovers last season, trying to win from behind in most of their games. And so with Caden Stern, he's going to be able to get those interceptions, those pass breakups, be able to get their quarterback back on the field and make those plays for a touchdown. One of the biggest things that I actually see from Caden Stern is the ability to see the action forehand. Like he'll see you, before it even happens and be able to catch you and tackle you and make a play, maybe even break it up before you even know that it's coming. And having that ability is so key for these Denver Broncos. He's able to disrupt patterns too and routes. You guys, if you ever watch him, let me tell you, these seven and nine Broncos are not gonna look the same this year. One of their main problems with the lack of sacks and forced turnovers, but this year they're gonna have a lot of plays to turn it over get their QB back, go for the touchdown, win more of the games. I can kind of see them going about maybe maybe 10-7, and seven, guys. Maybe 11-6. Coming in for number nine, you got Osa Owazua. Guys, there's a lot of names. Please, please, please don't come for me. Don't come for me. Let's try to figure this out together. Odejuwa, Odejuwa, Osa Odejuwa, what a little tongue twister. UCLA defensive tackle now plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Third round pick, 75 pick overall. You guys, there's a lot of players in here that didn't see the field a lot their freshman year, but they're actually doing good and making big impactful plays during their training camps. 2016, he did not be able to play a game. In 2017, he had 15 tackles, 5.5 tackles for a loss, and one sack. 2018 wasn't much of his year either. In 2020, he had a seven-game starter. Guys, catch this. In starting his seven games, 30 tackles, four sacks, third on the team with six tackles for a loss. But he was redshirt his freshman year, which I feel like really hurt him in his skill set what he can do and how dominant he can be. But overall, that didn't stop him. When you look at this guy, he's really fast and explosive during practice. He goes for all the plays. He puts in all the energy. He's coming at you full throttle. And guys, he's a big guy. If I see this man coming for me, I'm running the other way or I'm dropping, you know. I'm not doing that, guys. I can't do it with him. The reason why he is so strong, if you ever look at Osa, he has a wrestling background. This guy can battle and sack you two times over his weight. Imagine getting hit by like two and a half, maybe three semi-trucks. 
Like, that's that's the pain that you're going to feel going up against him. And honestly, it's not worth it for me. It's okay. They can have that. He's on the top 15 players at training camp, coming in as number 11 offensive weapons for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dallas Cowboys had their up and downs with Dak Prescott, his signing of the contract, trying to pay him more money, his running back. You guys, we're trying to give them an opportunity this year to be great because the Dallas Cowboys have many weapons. They have many wide receivers, of course, a great running back. And all the time, they fall short. Except for last season. Last season wasn't pretty bad. But, guys, I just hope for better for them. And, you know, coming to my last pick, number 10. I have an honorable mention because looking at him, he doesn't look like much. And going into a team that already has these great tight ends, you would think they wouldn't need him. But looking at him and coming from kind of a small college, seeing his bill and how hard he's trained, I believe he deserves to go on my list. You have Hunter Long, the tight end from Boston College. He was a third-round draft pick, 81 at that. He's my honorable mention. Just because he has a nice frame, he was pretty old for the draft. He caught nine touchdowns in his last season. He's hefty. But guys, looking at the Miami Dolphins, they already got a couple good, great tight ends. They got Smith and they got Gakowski. And just adding him and looking at his averages and looking at these other two guys that they have on this team, I don't really see much of him playing at all. He would be great if he can get his speed and his ability to focus and prone in on who he's trying to attack. Other than that, I hope to see more of him in training camp. He's just, he's been lackluster, but also I have faith in him to be great just in case one of these two tight ends go down. You know, you don't want to pay anybody out. But you guys, those are my top 10, and I stick by my top 10, especially my one and two and three. I suspect to see a lot of Kyle Pitts playing tight end for Atlanta. Fans. Trevor Lawrence is going to be great this year, guys. His arm, just his arm when he played for Clemson, guys, he was amazing being able to make those passes. And Devontae Smith, hopefully when he gets better, is going to show the Eagles why he needs to start as a right receiver for them and how he's going to make plays just like these other great right receivers in here. Guys, it's been a great episode, and I thank you so much for having you here. These are my top 10 picks. You all can hear my favorites. You can hear my hopefuls. But we know anything is possible in the National Football League, and I can't wait to see what they're going to bring to the table this season, what teams are going to make it to playoffs, and which teams aren't, and just to see if my predictions might have been wrong. Maybe some of my top 10 players aren't top 10, but, you know, that's just my opinion. On the next episode of the Unaxed Opinion, we are going to be discussing Simone Biles' return. She is participating this Tuesday night on the beans guys that's the final event in Tokyo for her so we hope to see that she does great the last time that she did this event she won bronze however she's the reigning champion on beans going against her teammates Suni Lee who also just won a gold medal for the team so it's exciting for her to be back and I'm so excited to go on this podcast so stay tuned because we're going to discuss how she did her arrival what this means for the sport and what we can see you know from next year when she decides that she's fully capable and fully strong enough to do what she needs to do so thank you so much for joining me on the unaxed opinion where i give my opinion that no one asked for but i feel like i should give it x anyway i'll see you guys next time